G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Messiah is going to rule the nations with a rod of iron. It says that in Revelation 2, Revelation 12, Revelation 19. So I guess the question is this. If there's peace on earth when Messiah comes, why does he need a rod of iron to rule it? Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Quite a few weeks we've been learning about Mashiach, the Messiah, and so much information, so many details, and it's breathtaking just how much Jesus meets all the criteria. However, with the religious Jewish community in particular, a very hostile, although small group of rabbis, they see a huge sticking point for them, and that is that Mashiach is supposed to bring world peace. And since we don't have world peace, Jesus categorically cannot be Mashiach. That's what we're going to spend some time focusing on over the next couple of programs. It's been a really uh, fascinating study and learning process for me. I've thoroughly enjoyed all of this research. And I think one of the biggest issues that I have is the conflicting consensus that you find within the religious Jewish community, especially amongst the rabbis. And can I just say they passionately believe what they believe. Having said that, there are some of them who are very hostile towards anything to do with Christianity, well, let's not go down that road. Some of them are very hostile, let's just Mm. put it that way. But most of them, and a growing number of religious rabbis, I've got to say, have been so intrigued by the growth of love and care and desire within uh, particularly the evangelical Christian community of wanting to learn about the Jewish heritage of the Christian faith and wanting to have better relationships with the Christian community, I find that very, Mm. very encouraging, actually. They're very interested in what we believe, why we believe it, and in bridging the gap. So that's that's pretty encouraging, actually. Now, I have used, once again, the research of oneforisrael.org, great website, and there's a great study there about this particular issue of if the Messiah is supposed to come, he's supposed to come and bring world peace. And therefore, because we don't have world peace, Jesus can't possibly be the Messiah. Based on this particular research from One for Israel, I want to give a couple of quotes from a few rabbis. One in particular, his name is Tovia Singer. He's based in Jerusalem. He's actually very, very, very anti-Christian. And he said this, if Jesus was the Messiah, you would have known that from reading the newspapers because the front page would be about peace instead of wars. But since Jesus' time to this day, More than 120 million people have died in wars. So he's using that Mm. as his argument to say, therefore, Jesus cannot possibly be the Messiah. Uh, Then there's Rabbi Joseph Mizraki, and he said this about world peace and what it would be like when the Messiah comes. He said, there will be no more wars in the world. Everyone will live in peace. The wolf will live with the lamb. And of course, that's a quote for the messianic words Mm. from the book of Isaiah. Well, I guess they do have a point. They're certainly correct in some way, because I guess if you look at it just on that point of Jesus or Messiah bringing peace, then, as they say, if you look around the world, it's getting worse, not better. But Mashiach 
is going to rule from his throne in Jerusalem, ruling the world with a rod of iron. That's what the Bible says. And so the result will be a world not at war uh, because he's going to be enforcing the law. Yes, it is a really legitimate question, I think. There have been two world wars. Some people say we're sitting on this precipice, maybe heading into a third world war. But even if it's not a third world war, there are still multiple wars happening on many fronts and many nations are backwards and forwards Mm -hmm. in getting involved. If Jesus really is the Messiah, then what happened? Mm. Did he get it wrong? Well, he, he, he can't possibly have got it wrong if he's the Messiah. All right, so I want to focus again on the Ministry of One for Israel. Again, it's a Messianic Jewish website. But they said something that I actually didn't realize. Uh, they said that there's actually nowhere in the entire Old Covenant Bible that says when the Messiah comes that all wars are going to cease. That actually had me thinking a little bit because I I kind of thought, oh, is that right? I think I've heard something different. But this is something that should be challenged at least because, again, this is what I've kind of been taught and this is what many of the Jews believe. Messiah is going to rule the nations with a rod of iron. It says that in Revelation 2, Revelation 12, Revelation 19. So I guess the question is this, if there's peace on earth when Messiah comes, why does he need a rod of iron to rule it? Because mm. that seems to indicate that it's maybe an act of force, military might maybe. So it's almost like there's peace, but it's coerced. You know, like we're, we're being peaceful, but it's because we're afraid to be hit with that rod of iron. So you, it's yeah. almost like we're not being peaceful because we want to be in that sense. It's a little bit conflicting when you yeah. think of a thousand years of peace. That's right, yeah. Well, the millennial rule that the Bible talks about, it does say you know, he'll be ruling with a rod of iron. Is the rod of iron necessary if everyone's happy and in love? Well, you know what's really interesting about that is that when you read about that thousand years of peace, it says that the temple will be opened and all the nations of the world will be called to come to the temple in Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles and any nation that doesn't come is going to suffer drought. So there's a punishment Mm. there. So it's almost as though there are going to be some nations who are going to fight against the rule of Messiah. So maybe it's not going to be quite so peaceful. Interesting. It is interesting. But the biggest conflict really comes from the different views of the rabbis. And rabbinical Judaism, not biblical Judaism, but rabbinical Judaism is governed by the viewpoints and opinions of the rabbis. Well, have a listen to some of these. Rabbi Yohanan said, The Messiah will come when the people of Israel will be able to observe two Sabbath days. I don't even know what that means. Rabbi Uziel Eliyahu, he said that it's impossible to know what's going to happen when Messiah comes. He said, When the Messiah King comes, we will not know what will happen until it happens. Rabbi Yaakov Halevi Fibla, he said, the coming of the Messiah depends on us, the people of Israel and our behavior. So this is more works Mm. righteous. Okay, well, it's really up to us how the Messiah is going to come. Rabbi Yitzhak Kuduri, he said the Messiah has already came nine years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. We've missed it. Drat. <laughs> and then Rabbi Ovadia Yosef, he said when the Messiah comes, he's going to make war and wipe out all the Arabs. Can I just say that's problematic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somewhat and, biased, and maybe. somewhat racist. I think so. Then you've got um, Rabbi Haim Levi Yitzhak Ginsberg. That's a big name. And he said the Messiah is Rabbi M. Lubavitch, who died over 20 years ago. Wow. And again, we missed it. That's a very polarizing views, isn't it? Just those few rabbis themselves. So there's a lot of confusion in there. There isn't is. There? And if you observe rabbinical Judaism, which, which view? Mm. Which view do you go by? And it flies in the face of everything we've read in scripture. So. Well, speaking of scripture, I mean, there's a verse in Luke that talks about peace. 
It's obviously when the angels came to announce Jesus' birth, they said, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom he's pleased. But I guess, once again, this peace, what does that look like? Is it a global peace? Is it something that we're going to see in the future? Is it political? Is it an internal peace that comes to us as we accept Christ into our hearts? What does actually that peace look like? You know what I think? Personally, this is just my view. I think it's all of those things, but I think all of those things in stages. Mm. Because for every person who comes to faith in Christ, they experience a peace that Jesus promised. He said, the world doesn't understand it. It can't provide it. But I'm going to give that to Mm -hmm. you and you're going to have peace. And then when Messiah comes and rules with a rod of iron, it's going to be a political peace. It's going to be enforced. And then at the end of all things, when there is a new heaven and a new earth, then there's going to be real eternal secure peace. And there's not going to be any more rebellion Mm. or friction or fighting against that at all. I think it's all of those things. But I think that that particular promise in Luke encompasses a very long period of time. Yeah, that's right. That That's my personal mm-hmm. view. But Mashiach, he had a very important task. And we've talked about this a lot. He came as the suffering servant. He's coming back as a warrior king. Peace is going to be the, can I say, the mark of his ministry both times mm. because he brought personal peace and atonement when he came to suffer for us and he's going to bring global peace and political peace when he comes again as a warrior. We're going to continue looking at this next time, looking at how world peace and the end of war will come at the right time and in the right context. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.